to the three-way podcast welcome back everybody so we've been on a little bit of a hiatus uh autumn has been working on a project so uh we're back again for a new episode and today we're welcoming george basmajin george George, welcome welcome to our show guys how you doing good to be here good i'm good let's start from the beginning so uh were you born here or i was not i was born in armenia and uh, how old were you when you moved here? I moved here in 1988. I was eight years old with my family, you know, grandparents, uncle's family, our family, and the whole shebang. I know you do. You were into martial arts and Muay Thai for for a while now. Uh, yeah. How old were you when you got into it? Overall, martial arts. You know, like every single kid takes a karate class or whatever. <laughs> my parents took me to Taekwondo. I did that for like three or four years. Then kind of laid off. Uh, didn't do anything with martial arts for till I was probably like 16, 17, started working in post-production. You know, one thing led to another. I met a guy who was working there and was also you know, doing some Muay Thai. I was like, oh, what's Muay Thai? They're like, this is what it is. I'm like, that's cool. I want to do that. Nice. So I started taking, you know, like after work, going to his garage, just kind of kicking the bag and everything. Then I stopped that. Then, you know, uh, one, of my, one of my best friends passed away. So there was like three of us and my other friend, it was engaged, so I'm like, damn, I gotta fill the void somehow. <laughs> so I found uh, Gokor's uh, highest on grappling. Yeah, uh, so he's had his studio for a while. For right? a long time, yeah. Like, I mean, since I think 1990 something. My cousin actually did judo with him too, like <laughs> yeah, early on. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, what, what did you when you were practicing over there? What did you practice? Like, was it judo or just yeah, it was judo. No, judo. no, back then it was. Mixed martial arts was not very popular back then, so it was mostly judo. Like, yeah. pretty much, if you were Armenian, you lived in Hollywood, North Hollywood, or Glendale, you had to go to Gokors. <laughs> like, you had to make that stop at some point in your life. You know? Yeah. So I did that uh, for a year, year and a half. Then uh, they switched my schedule at work, so I couldn't you know, oh, go over there anymore. I was I was working. Then the guy that I was doing Muay Thai with had left the company, came back. He's like, hey, you want to start kicking the bags again? I'm like, okay. So I continued doing Muay Thai, and from there on, it was just like Muay Thai just became my first love. Like, I was like, you know, hooked. Is it something that you did it as a physical activity? Did you go pro uh, fighting or? I, well, uh, back then it was, you know, Muay Thai was pretty much very, it's, it was starting up. Okay. It was, you know, like not a lot of people did it because it was, it was new. It was, it's very famous in Thailand, but it was, it was getting more popular, so I was training with, uh, his name is, uh, I forgot his name, but basically, long story short, he, I, I trained with him, and then the guy was also in a band, oh. so <laughs> he was like, hey, my band got famous, we're moving to Europe to do tours, I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's like, oh, well, I find, find the studio, I'm like, alright, cool, so, you know, I was looking for places to train, and uh, my grandma's like, oh, I got some, you know, packages I want to send to Armenia, I'm like, all right, I'll drive you. So I went to Glendale, you know, like Maple uh, and Glendale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Packaging place. I'm walking in, I'm taking her bags. I see, you know, look to my right. I see a picture of uh, Edmund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this Muay Thai belt and everything. It's like, so I took the number down and uh, the guy that I was training with still had a couple of months to go. So I went, I'm like, hey, Patrick, I, when I was in Glendale, you know, I saw this Edmund guy, you know, it said Ed's karate. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, Edmund, that's the wonder kid, you know. I'm like, wonder kid? He's like, yeah, it's this Armenian kid that, you know, in Muay Thai, he does spinning kicks and knocks everybody out. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I called the number. I'm like, you're Edmund? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I want to do Muay Thai. He's like, okay, come down. So nice. I went and I signed up. 
for for a whole year. I just I was paying my monthly fees, going and training. I was literally one of the only Muay Thai fanatics there. Everybody else was doing, you know, like European kickboxing or karate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, I think I trained for like the first eight months I trained, nothing. I'm just still trying to you know, do kickboxing instead of Muay Thai. And he's like, there's this promoter. He's looking for a fighter at 140 pounds. You want to fight? I'm like, okay. <laughs> nice. So we go and it's a smoker fight. They, they used to call them gym fights. It's not, you know, it's not legal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, let's go. I'm like, okay, so they, they go, they weigh you in, like, they look at you, okay, you could fight that guy, you know, like, no experience, no, nothing. I'm like, all right. So at that one night, uh, those smoker fights, bro, like, there literally was about 20 to 25 fights every night. Wow, how That's long crazy. did that go? My first ever fight in a smoker fight, I fought at 1.30 a.m. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> I kid you not. Aren't like, you tired? <laughs> bro, I was, like, downing Red Bulls just to you know, we just, he's like, oh, you, you did good. I'm like, you know, I got body slammed by a, by MMA fighter, you know, like back then, like you could have been a pro MMA fighter and done, done smokers because it was unsanctioned. So I fought the King of the Cage champion at the time. It was my Ooh. first ever fight, you know, and this guy is you know, a King of the Cage, 145 pound champion. I still remember to this day, we, you know, we keep in touch on, uh, on social media. His name is Bobby Gamboa. They called him the Pitbull. Like stand there like, Arr. and he's like, he was from Team Punishment. Yeah, yeah. Back then, Team Punishment was like saying, uh, how do I put it? Like saying he's a par- part of Team God or whatever, you know? Like they're big, right? Like yeah. yeah, like Tito Ortiz yeah. and Quentin okay. Randy Jackson oh, and yeah, like Nico Rodriguez. You know, their head coach was Colin Oyama, which is you know like he's one of my favorite coaches right now. So I'm like, oh, I'll fight him. Like so, you start, uh, bro. I'm like, I'm closing my eyes and I'm throwing punches. I don't know how to fight for shit. You know, like I've done very little sparring. You know, like so I'm like. I hit him a couple of times. He hits me, kicks me on the head. I'm like, oh shit, they, they didn't do that at practice. <laughs> so, you know, like we, we, we exchanged some punches and then I, I think I clocked him pretty hard with my eyes closed again. And I threw another punch and he grabbed me and suplexed me right on top of my head. Oh, wow. So the referee's like, all right, that's it. You can't be doing this. You know, this is Muay Thai. This isn't MMA. So, you know, like for three weeks, I kind of walked around <laughs> just my neck on the side. Did you uh, pass out from that or? You... No, no, it just hurt really bad. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Cool. Wow. So like, you know, like um, a couple of months later, there's another smoker. I went and did a couple of more smokers. And then uh, the, the, the main two promoters at the time was there was a uh, Thai gentleman called, uh, his name was Vut. So it's called Wood Promotions at Holly Park. And then there's Dennis Werner, who's one of the longest tenured uh, Muay Thai promoters that I know of. He's been doing it for 25 plus years. So, you know, Edmund's like, hey, Wood's doing a show. You should, you know, like do a sanction fight. I'm like, what's the sanction? He's like, oh, you don't get to wear the headgear and the, you know, the shin pads anymore. I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, those protect me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Uh, we, you know, like I got, I got the fight. We went and I fought and... Again, still kind of like eyes half closed, throwing wild punches and kicks and trying, you know, like anything I've seen on YouTube or yeah. fighting like spinning back kicks and hook kicks. I've, I'm, I'm like the worst. I'm, I can't do splits to save my life. <laughs> I can't kick you over the head. I, I, you know, I'm doing all kinds of dumb shit. As just, you know, like everybody's cheering. He's like, hey, he's doing flying kicks. I'm like, I don't know how to do flying kicks, but I'm trying. You have a good poker face. They don't know what to expect from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, thank God, you know, like, my opponent got tired before I did, so he quit. I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, oh, like, but did you get, like, you know, you I got, got a TKO. Oh, yeah, nice. I dropped him a couple of times with wild punches, and then 
I think, like, I was going to go to the corner. I was like, dude, I'm really tired. Can we stop this shit? And then I turned around. They stopped it from this corner. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I can do this. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, but... How was that, though? Like, was it... Adrenaline rush. But did you do that for a while, fighting, or...? I did that for, like, two, three years. But uh, the thing that got really... Uh, got me really into Muay Thai is uh, my second fight, I was supposed to fight somebody else. The guy just didn't show, show up for the weigh-ins. And then they're like, all right, you can fight this guy. I'm like, no, that guy looks really tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen him on posters before, like oh, a lot okay. of posters, you know, like, and I'm talking like, I could look at the dates, of, you know, he's fought in 1994. I'm like, shit, you're 2000. This guy's been fighting for that long. It's my second fight. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, no, no, fight him. I take him to, you know, like he's, he's, you know, he's Cambodian. I'm like, yeah, Cambodian. He's like, all you know, got all kind of. Buddha tattoos on yeah. this is something I should be doing you're, right fighting, you're fighting a monk basically. <laughs> yeah no I was like no no fight him fight him I'm like okay so I went again I'm trying to throw hard punches this guy like everything I throw I, I hit him on the shoulder my hand hurts I'm like how am I supposed to hurt this guy so like I, I threw the I just like wound up and threw the hardest low kick I tried to kick him on his thigh checked it literally I felt a baseball grow right on my shin. I'm like, oh, oh wow. And then he came and whacked me a couple of good times on the leg. I'm like, all right, I'm done. This is my <laughs> first loss. So, wow. and then, you know, like, what that happened, I'm like, man, like, it's, you know, the training is not the same as from here to Thailand. So I'm like, I want to pack my bags and go to Thailand. Wow. But did you go out and train out there? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Man. I was, was at the time, I was working at Universal. I asked Universal, I'm like, hey, can I take a month off to go to Thailand? They're like, you're crazy. No, you can only have a week. I'm like, okay, this is Friday, Saturday. I packed my bags, went to the airport, bought a ticket, and just went to Thailand, got fired. <laughs> oh, shit. I stayed there for, I, I think it was about two months. How's uh, that experience? Amazing. I was all by myself. I literally had a backpack, and I just flew. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, and I mean, I, I asked the promoter, uh, Vut, where I should go. And he's like, oh, you know, like there's a couple of guys that are from here. They train over there. Like go to a gym called Sit Yotong. Like, cool. So I went to Sit Yotong. How was the training? Like, was it intense? It was, it was intense. Yeah. Like they, it's, it's totally different. Like I thought I kicked very hard here. So I went, they, uh, uh, Wood's brother-in-law picked me up over there. took me to the camp and, you know, stand there all proud, you know, like they see little kids kicking the bag. Like, <laughs> Kick that bag, you know. They're like, okay, kick the bag. One kick. Out. Oh, <laughs> you know, like you have the bags here. Oh, there's like they're made out of concrete or whatever. Because this is literally like it's stuffed with concrete. I was like, holy shit! Like, they start, <laughs> start laughing. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So so two months of that. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. But did you after after that training? Did you uh, do any fights over there or no? Uh, there's when uh, as a foreigner when you go over there. They kind of try to mess with you. They're like, okay, you're going to do a best friend bar fight. So it's like a bar with a little ring in the middle. People yeah. are drinking and you go and you, you don't really fight. You you kind of spar Yeah. a 45-year-old old veteran that's just trying to make a couple of bucks. So yeah. they put, put him in there with you just to kind of like play around. So I'm like, I'll do a best friend bar fight. I went in there, you know, like, I, again, I'm thinking I'm, I'm tough shit. You know, <laughs> I'm young. This old man is just playing with me. Like, he's just like putting his leg up and I'm like, and just kicking me on my ear. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I, and then eventually got to him. Yeah. It's, it's an actual fight, but yeah. you know, like he, he's not there to kill you. And 
So they expect you to not to kill him because he's so much older and yeah, retired. Yeah. You know, like in Thailand, you're like you're 23 years old and you should retire because you've you've had 200, over 200 fights already. Wow. Yeah, they start wow. fighting at five professionally, and they fight every week. Jesus. So, you know, Lord. I pretty much started fighting when they retire. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. man. It's a life commitment. Yeah, yeah. For them, it's like you're five. Your parents are like, all right, you know, you're moving into the camp. Wow, that's yeah. intense, man. So did I, you, I, I did see uh, pictures with you with titles. So when did you actually uh, take it more serious? When you came back from Thailand with the new knowledge you gained? Yeah, or? I came back and I, I fought and I... Over here, it's more of uh, the whole clinching and, you know, the, when you clinch and you turn and your knees and everything, it's it's different. You know, you, you basically do what you learn. Yeah. yeah. So, again, like, you know, like Edmund taught me a lot of things as far as, you know, like striking goes, you know, like the, the European style. Yeah. But the rough and, you know, like just the, it's a different uh, stamina when you're in a clinch and all you're doing is just, you know, like grappling for position yeah. to the guy's neck or arm and shoulder to turn him or this and that. I didn't know how to do that. He didn't know how to do that. So I learned all of that when I went over there. So coming back here, it's like I took our style of, you know, kickboxing, which and is... mixed it with Yeah, that. I mixed it with that. And, you know, like next thing you know, I put on like four or five fights together. I won most of the time. And like, and, and I've never actually fought to a decision. Ever. Oh, you saw a TKO? Never. I either TKO or knock somebody out. Or I got TKO'd or I broke a bone. <laughs> yeah. You broke? Yeah, oh, I, wow. I broke my foot. I literally got dropped on my head three or four times again. Like, wow. You know, but, then, so, I don't get, so what, but when you fight, is it mostly Muay Thai style or is it like mixed martial arts? No, no, no. no. My, I've never fought mixed martial arts. So it's all Muay Thai? I've, I've fought, not, yeah, I only, I only did Muay Thai. Yeah, so then I, you know, I went over there, came back, and I fought another guy, uh, so Vietnamese guy who was a nut. We're fighting. I was definitely getting the better of him. And he grabs my knee and literally starts running, like in the ring. Drops me out of the ring. We, we tumble, snap what? my neck and everything. He gets disqualified. I get the win. I'm like, I got to I gotta get this clinch thing down better. <laughs> if I knew how to clinch better, he wouldn't be able to grab my neck. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Thailand again. I'm like, <laughs> train, train, train. I came back. Uh, we had a rematch. I knocked him out in like a minute and a second. Nice. Kicking or, or was it? No, like- uh, left hook. So then uh, they gave me a title shot. I won the title. That's crazy, man. Wow. Yeah, I've been to Thailand probably like seven or eight times. Mostly when you went, was it more for training or did it's you actually training. enjoy like sightseeing and stuff like that? The or? first time when I went for two months, I was like, I acted like a total tourist. <laughs> like I stayed at a high-end hotel. Yeah. But, you know, like really cool pools and cabanas. <laughs> then I saw everybody else that's been doing it a bunch of times. Like they're staying in little huts yeah. together, like fighter houses. I'm like, man, why aren't you guys staying? It's like, oh, we're, we're here to take us, you know, like on the weekends I was partying and drinking. and, oh, and uh, <laughs> So the second and third time around, I really took it seriously. I stayed at the camp. I, you know, I woke up in the morning with them, then ran with them, you know, ate with them, trained with them. It was, you definitely notice the difference and it cost me one-tenth of... Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay at the Hard Rock over there. <laughs> Who the fuck stays at the Hard Rock? <laughs> That's crazy. So training over here uh, at Edmunds Gym, was that always called GFC or did that... No, when I started there, it was called Ed's Karate. Like, it was a very, very small... Gym. Was it the same location too or... No, it was on Maple. Okay. It was on Maple and Glendale. It was a really small, tiny gym, literally maybe twice the size of this room. Basically, after like a year of training, I really liked the whole business side of it too. Yeah. 
So, you know, like Edmund's like, oh, bro, you're, you're already fighting pro. You don't have to pay your monthly dues anymore. You know, you help out in the gym because I used to, you know, like help. You train out. too, right? You well, Did you train at all when you're at the gym or train, train like other students? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. 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 Like, uh, so he's like, man, you, you helped me out at the gym. I was always, you know, like going in helping out with the kids and, you know, helping, you know, hold mitts and everything for the other kids and all the other fighters. So it became, you know, it became more of like, I went from the first like six or seven months of just being like paying my dues and being a student to, you know, like we formed a very good relationship with one another. And, you know, like right up until this day, I think it's, I was 20 when I joined. I'm about to turn 40 in a month. And we've just been very, very good friends. And he actually became uh, the best man at my wedding. Nice. Oh, nice, man. Awesome. That's really good. Did, were you part of the training camp for Aronda Rossi also? or uh, I've, I, I didn't train. I mean, I, Edmund's like, man, my arms are tired. So he used to put all the body gear on me and put the mitts. And she used to beat the shit out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> like, she hits hard, I'm sure. She hits very hard. Yeah, like, you know, people might not believe it or, you know, think it's a hype or whatever. But, you know, she is she is a super athlete. Definitely, man. Well, now she's doing, she's acting now more. Acting. And now wrestling, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, she's the type of person, I think, anything she ever wants, she ever wants to do in her life, she can, because she's just driven and motivated and just, you know, like, she's physically so gifted. I mean, you do judo, when you make it to the Olympics, even if you make it to the Olympic trials, that means you're amazing. You're legit, yeah. If you make it to the Olympics, that means, you know, you're at another level. If you place a medal, that means... You belong, you know. So. And she did, right? She's she won. She got a bronze. That's mm-hmm. pretty That's impressive, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So when you were at Universal, what did you do there? You were doing production work too? No, I was doing post-production. I, I've actually been in post-production since I was 16. I used to go to Hollywood High School. Oh, wow. And I hated school, so you know, we used to ditch school. Hey, what is that place? You know, we're running across the street. It was some post-production house. One of my friend's sisters used to work there. And yeah. Like, I want to get a job over there. She's like, all right. So, you know, like I got a job, part-time job to put labels on. Uh, VHS tapes back then. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this was, I was 17. So then, you know, like, I wonder where these tapes come from. So I used to go around the building, you know, see people recording, and be you know, like, they, there's a, you know, PAL room, which is the international dubbing. You got your NTSC VHS room, you have your digital room. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this shit. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. There's a guy uh, who I'm still very good friends with, his name is Ariel. He was head of the digital room. Like, I want to learn this because I used to always make the labels for his. You know, digital beta cam machines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his uh, tapes. Like, yeah, come learn. So instead of going to school in the morning, I used to go to you know the company and learn. And then position opened up. Like, you got in. I got in. That was a uh, twenty-four years I've been in post-production. Wow. What did What did you guys work on? Did you work on more like commercials or like TV no, it shows? Was post. It was basically we did everything post, like features and you know like episodics. And oh, nice. Man. Back then we used to have a thing called uh, the one-inch cutdowns. So every when you're watching a movie or show you see those uh 30 second commercials yeah those are like little reels basically so we made a thousand of those for them to run every time there's a commercial do you really enjoy that because you've been doing it for a long time now right the post-production side of it i used to like it a lot more but <laughs> since i've since i've been in you know mixed martial arts and martial yeah. arts you know with the promotion and managing fighters and traveling you know to different places in the world you kind of like Promoting and managing fighters is my number one love. So when post production takes up time from that, sure, I start to like hate it. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. But now you you started your own promotions actually afterwards, right? You started uh, it was CXF originally. Uh, my first ever promotion uh, was actually funny thing was Edin stopped fighting. 
And then I like this promoting thing. You know, like there's a lot of people there. It looks pretty easy. We should promote shows and sell tickets and make a lot of money. I'm like, okay, I'm going to promote the show. Edmund, you fight. Make yeah. a comeback fight. So we started a thing called Extreme Muay Thai Challenge. It was Lights Out Promotions. You know, it was like Lights Out is a cool name. So we went and got a logo. And so we started doing some Muay Thai shows. We did like six Extreme Muay Thai Challenges. And Edmund fought, won a title. We had a lot of really, really up-and-coming fighters and even some pros that I brought in from you know different states to fight. Then I got tired. It was a lot of work and no money at all. Like it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, oh, sell tickets, make a shitload of money, retire. Like it was like do a shitload of work and make no money and be very tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's life right now. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it was more of learning. It was I was learning, you know, just how to do everything using another promoter's license and pretty much like every time you ask them a question he charge you some money i'm like man like come on dude like i just paid you ten thousand dollars for your license <laughs> don't i get a couple of questions for free on that one so then yeah like I, I i really enjoyed it mma really got hot i was like maybe i should try promoting mma yeah so then again we went back to hollywood park casino and um i've been to a couple of those events yeah, yeah. so Back then, this is when Ronda already started doing uh, training with us, and you know, uh, you know, obviously we had a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of good friends from childhood, like Manny Gamburian. Uh, I mean, I was very close with Carl. Yeah, he was in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Carl Parisian. Yeah, like we we actually are. Uh, my cousins married to his cousin, so I've known him since I've known Manny and Carl since they were like probably ten years old. Wow, wow. Uh, Manny still fights, right? Or is he Manny did he retire? Is, uh, Retired with possibility of making comebacks, but that, that's that's a totally you know he's I think he's I don't think I know the UFC really loves him and uh, he's he's always got a home over there. They nice. really respect him and and every, anybody that's that knows anything about MMA should respect Manny because of all the years he's put in to mix martial arts, not just for the Armenian community but just for everybody. You know, like the guys literally made the cuts like he made sacrifices he started fighting at 185 pounds wow, yeah, wow. He, he won a title at wec at 170 pounds versus a former ufc veteran jorge santiago and i think manny probably eight to come up to 170 so you know like he he's dropped from 70 to 55 hey, and then everybody started to make cuts so he's literally the smallest 55er Cut to 45, fights Jose Aldo for the title. He fails, but, you know, like, it was a dream. He wants to fight for the world title. Yeah. Boom, gets it. Then, all of a sudden, he's the smallest 45-er. Now he has to drop to 35. Then, again, he drops, and everybody else drops, and he's still the smallest 35-er. So, what he's done for MMA, not just for, again, not just for the Armenian community, but just as a mixed martial artist and for the mixed martial arts community, it's impressive. Yeah, it's very tough. Yeah, uh, like I I follow boxing pretty well, and I see uh, like those people that drop weight classes, to middle class, and they go to uh, uh, Lord Vision and they lose just like see, that. It's tough. Here's the difference between boxing and MMA. In boxing, you have 18 weight classes. Wow. In MMA, you have a handful. You have like eight weight classes. So you could be a 135 pounder. The next weight class down is 130, so it's a five-pound cut. It's nothing serious. Yeah, it's nothing very serious. I mean, still... You know, it's, yeah, but going from 185 to all the way down to that, Yeah, so if you're crazy. at 185, you want your next weight class down is 170, so you got to drop 15 pounds. 
That's there's no there's no small increments, you know. Yeah. So that's the difference between a weight cut in boxing and a weight cut in MMA. Oh wow, that's insane. But at that time, so when you were doing with uh, the promotion from with the Lights Out Promotions, uh, when did you make the jump to the CXF? Well, when I was doing, uh, so it was Lights Out Promotions presents Chaos at the Casino. We were doing it at the Hollywood Park. We did like six or seven shows over there, uh, and then they decided to close the poker room and run poker games because it was more lucrative for them. So then we're like, all right, well, where do we do shows now? I'm like, all right, let's try the Hollywood Florentine Gardens and couldn't call it Chaos at the Casino, so we just called it Hollywood Fight Night. Then from Hollywood Fight Night, we jumped to uh, Sportsman's Lodge in Studio City. Did, you know, like seven Valley Fight Nights over there. I'm like, well, I mean, I've done plenty of shows here, so I might, you know, start introducing some titles. I'm like, what am I going to call it? The Lights Out Promotions title? Yeah. Because at the same time, I was also co-promoting boxing with, uh, with my partner now, Stephen Bash, who owns Bash Boxing. So we did a lot of uh, co-promotions, you know, like it was basically we did the MMA together and we did the boxing together. So it was like, all right, let's find something where, you know, it makes more sense. It's it, it's a name, it stand out. And uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Rush, started a, a company, a promotion called uh, CXF, California Extreme Fighting. This is, I'm talking like 10, 15 years back. He did some shows. We actually did a lot of things together back then. And then uh, he kind of got tired of the political bullshit and MMA. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. So CXF was put to sleep for about seven or eight years. And then when I was, we we're going to start uh, promoting, you know, we're looking for a name mm -hmm. to basically call the new promotion, the belt. I called Mike. I'm like, hey, Mike, thinking about, you know, waking up CXF again. What do you think? He's like, oh, buddy, that's great. You know, like, just keep me in the loop. What's going on? So as soon as I uh, announced, you know, CXF is coming back. Obviously, Mike's phone just goes off the roof. It's like, oh my god, Mike, you're bringing it back. <laughs> He's like, George, that was a bad idea. Like, you know, my, my phone bill is going off the roof. <laughs> Everybody keeps hitting me up. So, uh, but everything worked out. We did. You know, we did the first show was called uh, CXF One to come back. And then CXF Two, Three, Four, Five. We did seventeen CXFs, and then uh, it was very successful. We became pretty much the number one show uh, MMA promotion in California. Uh, we tried our best possible to take care of all the fighters financially and just basically be the fighters promoter. That's one thing, you know, like it's different when you come from a business background and you try to be your promoter and you can't, uh, you can't feel how to, you know, like you can't put yourself in the fighter shoes, the yeah. weight cuts, the, you know, like putting in, especially in the local scene, fighter puts in a two months of training camp, training paying coaches, paying dietitians, you know, nutritionists, this, that, boom, 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 and then, you know, like, you pay them a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a, a lot, lot of commitment. Yeah, but, you know, like, for us, is that that's all I could afford to pay them. Yeah. We're not, we don't have the giant sponsors, and we don't have the, you know, the, the platform, the television stations, yeah. and, you know, the huge venues, so we basically paid them as best possible, and I think uh, anybody that knows me in the mixed martial arts community could pretty much say that I I went out of my way to give the every single fighter the best possible, you know, purse compensation for their for their time. Oh, it's a different understandable. Yeah. I mean other other companies they deal with of course bigger sponsors where they got the budget they could do that. Right. I mean you got you were you're working with what you have, which I is mean, very understandable. I was taking, you know, me and uh, Steve were taking from he's an attorney, um I work at Sony Pictures now and post-production. Yeah. Basically, you know, I was like, 
we were funding our own shows. We had to, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have a bank account to dip in. Like you got to, you know, like before anybody sells tickets or anything, you got to purchase insurance, this, that. So it was like, okay, Steve, let's put, you know, 10,000, 10,000 in this account, buy the insurance, this, that, that. When the fighters sold tickets, then, you know, like we pretty much paid everybody out. We either made a thousand bucks or we lost a couple of thousand, but I think it's a, for MMA, for me and Steve, it's been a labor of love. We just love doing it. We enjoy it. And, you know, it's one of those things where finally, you know, we, we started to get attraction, get some sponsors, local sponsors. You know, like my friends came and was like, hey, I own a body shop. Here's like $5,000. Put my logo on the mat, which is, you know, which is really cool. And, you know, yeah, yeah. So once we started to get attraction going, uh, basically here's where, we finally got that break where Sean Merriman, a former uh, NFL player, three-time All-Pro linebacker from the San Diego Chargers, he was known as Lights Out Merriman. Yeah. And, you know, I had season tickets to the Chargers, so I, I grew up, you know, I, I kind of went to San Diego to watch them play. So I'm sitting down. It was like a week before one of our events, CXF 15. I get a voice note, you know, this is Sean Merriman. You know, like I heard your, you know, like your lights out, this and that. I'm like, okay, I'm very busy right now. <laughs> so I called him a day later. I'm like, yeah, he's like, you, you guys doing promotions, you know, using the name Lights Out. You know, I'm, I'm Lights Out, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm very happy. I used to watch you play. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I, I, I think uh, it was more of a, I think it was two things. He wanted to let me know that, you know, we're using the name Lights Out and I think he has a copy written or something. Or, oh. Which is, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like, I haven't made any money doing this. So if, <laughs> yeah. If you want to, Come after me with, you know, lawsuits. You're more than welcome to. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't say that. But I'm just thinking. Well, yeah, of course, if he's saying that, technically, yeah. So, yeah. But then he's, you know, he's really nice. He was cool. I'm like, why don't you come out to the show? You know, like see what we're doing. He came, watched a couple of, a couple of the shows. Like, man, I really want to get involved with this. So from that point on, you know, me, him, and Steve sat down a couple of weeks. We went back and forth, and that's when we decided to rebrand CXF and turn, turn it into LXF Lights Out Extreme Fighting. So. We've done uh, two events already, uh, very successful. We sold out both events. Nice. Uh, we have the third one coming up September 21st at the Commerce Casino. It was. It's, I'm very happy that Sean actually came and joined us because he's he's he brought a lot to the table. We are I'm not, sure he's got like a pretty decent following. He's being got a football a very, player. He's got a very good following. Uh, he's got a lot of good connections. You know, being uh, being on you know multiple shows like he's on ESPN he's on Fox he does a lot of NFL uh, countdowns and all of that so awesome and uh, you guys actually aired on e uh, ESPN too right yeah, was we're it? on Fox now so, Fox yeah nice. we're on Fox Sports so our first event was on Fox Sports uh, we did great with the viewership then you know we we're supposed to we did the event you know, cut it down and the following Thursday we put it on did amazing like we got I don't want to throw out numbers, but our ratings are so high that Fox Turner was like, you guys mind if we replay this 20 more times this month? Nice. Like, 20,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Do it every single minute. And That's then, yeah. incredible, man. Yeah, so after the second show, uh, we have Fox Regionals. You know, we have Fox Sports West, San Diego, and pretty much every state has their affiliate that is controlled by Fox. So, well, so it was showing nationally. It wasn't then. Oh, I see. The first one was Los Angeles. Programming director... Called it's like, dude, the show's doing great. You guys, I think I could get this in Florida, Texas, Ohio, and wow. Arizona. I'm like, okay, go ahead and do it. So now uh, we're in all those regions as well, and San Diego. 
Nice. That's so, so cool, man. Yeah, so, so is, but is that going to be a regular thing now? That now every event you have will it be aired on Fox now? Yeah, but nice. we have uh, we have a good relationship with Fox. They like what we bring to the table. We produce a very very good uh, you know program. So it's it's picking up traction. And I see some at some you get you get pretty good like uh, even celebrities in the fights too, which is cool. Like yeah. people watching it. Yeah, like, with Alex FR, you know, we we want to bring in bring out the best fighters possible but we, what we've been uh, concentrating on is uh, bringing cross uh, cross promoting sports so uh, during our last event we had a uh, Chris McCain he was a former San Diego Charger he played in multiple teams uh, very successful football player that wanted to you know basically become an MMA fighter oh wow so he had he had his debut on our last card he won second round knockout and you know like what Somebody like McCain coming, he's got a lot of friends in the NFL and, you know, like celebrities. So Keenan Allen was there, LeVar Harrington was there, and multiple, you know, like recording artists and everybody. So they so come cool. out. So. I'm, I'm happy for you, George. That's so cool, man. I actually remember watching, because uh, you guys were on Facebook Live prior. Mm-hmm. Are, is that something you're still doing or is it on Fox no, now? No, it's on Fox now. So all the... Uh, uh, podcast listeners, uh, you could definitely check out the events on Fox. I think uh, all the information is on our website, lightsoutxf.com. We have our social media, lightsoutxf, on Instagram and you know, Twitter and Facebook. So And it'll post all the events, it, it'll have everything. Yeah, it posts all the you know upcoming events, all the past events with uh, you know how you could watch them or you know to get pictures or you know just follow our fighters. You know, we try to push our fighters as much as possible. And is it like you guys have like a specific roster or is it like changing always? Uh, well, basically it's the OCXF roster. Within the next three or four events, we'll start, we'll start signing our own fighters. And uh, we have a, when we do uh, our regular uh, Lights Out events, uh, this started maybe four events ago during CXF. I started a D-League, which is a development league. So basically we call it CXF D-League. Now it's called LXFD League, where it's a it's the amateur development league. So right right before the pro portion of the fight card starts, we do three amateur fights. Awesome. And so we take these young kids, and we basically build them up on the undercard of you know like way bigger fighters, where mm-hmm. they could kind of you know you have your amateur shows, which you know like there's there's a couple of promoters. One of them is a spar star, Tony Padilla, who's been doing a great job developing young fighters, uh, but we also have RD League, which, you know, like, I don't like to, I'm not going to start doing just amateur shows. Yeah. I have the pros to concentrate on, but I do have, you know, three or four uh, younger uh, kids that I try to develop underneath it so they could see what they're going to be doing next. You know, like, look at... Kind of what to expect. Exactly. So they're 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 in the same room as the pros. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really motivating for, for No, them, for so. sure. Like, especially for people, like kids that... They're not just going for just training or just to learn yeah. some like the art of it. Like they want to actually yeah, fight. They, well, we I've done that where you know like we've t- t- taken you know three or four of our amateurs and have turned them pro, and now you know like for for instance, I think one of the multiple guys that you know fought for CXF and LXF are now are in the bigger organizations like the UFC and Bellator. Uh, oh, that's so cool. Had, yeah, there's countless uh, amount of guys, but I think right now the most Notable guy would be Edmund Shabazian, which his first seven fights were on CXF. We developed him. He became seven and zero with seven stoppages, and he went on to the you know onto Dana White's contender series, 
and he won his fight. He got a contract, yeah. and now he's on a three-fight winning streak, and he's actually on pace to become the youngest UFC champion of all time. Like, you know, like he has, he has, I think, a year and like seven months to win a title, uh, and John Jones did it, you know, at a certain age. Yeah. So he's on pace to beat that if the wow. winning streak continues. And I, you know, like this kid, I've known him since he was five years old, so I'm very confident that you know he will be the youngest UFC champion. That's so cool, incredible. Do you do you think I have a chance? <laughs> uh, I mean, what my yeah. weight class? <laughs> Are we talking about fighting or just <laughs> anything in that? <laughs> I'll be the entrance guy taking the tickets. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> Actually, I, I trained with uh, George and Edmund, like, I remember, yeah. three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, it was, um, <laughs> guys got beat up and stuff. Yeah, well, it's not easy, man. Like, uh, like it looks easy when you see them do it, but it's tough, man. It's a lifestyle it's so change. Tough. Yeah, you got to really, like, yeah. commit. You can't, like, eat what you want to eat, drink what you want to drink and no. do that. No, no, no. That's definitely... But that's so cool. Well, what's... What's, what do you think is the future of LXF right now? Like, where do you where do you see it going? I think we got a really bright future. We've, I think between the three owners, me, Stephen, uh, Sean, we have a good understanding of what everybody's roles are, and we respect you know respect each other as far as what we're capable of. So you know, when it comes to like putting the fights together, you know, there's never question when Sean or Steve say, "Oh, hey, you know." Maybe we should put this other guy on or whatever. Like, yeah. Once I put a fight card on, they're like on board, solid, done. That's incredible. That's very important, especially if you're uh, like starting a division and doing that yeah. stuff, because you have to be on board to have effect on the long run and be successful. Right. Well, so what does George do uh, out of LXF? Like, what do you like to do? Or Is there a hobby? That if you have a free time with all the stuff you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I like to have. I like to. Tr- try to make some free time <laughs> I, I am very I, I i like to do a lot of things I, I i like to keep busy to i mean you know i own 50 percent of a printing business nice yeah so you know you make clothing different like yeah uh, yeah you know, we do silk screening and embroidery and all of that i work at sony full-time wow i run lxf that's they, that, I wanted to say that that's insane, man. Like you're doing a lot of things at the same time. Yeah, I run you know so LXF day to day operations. Uh, so do you do you actually uh, sell uh, merchandise for LXF like shirts, hoodies? Yeah, we're gonna start a clothing line, uh, apparel line very soon. Awesome. So it's gonna be on the website. It's gonna be on yeah. the website. Yeah. Nice. So you know, aside from the LXF, I manage a couple of you know really uh, big name fighters in Europe. Nice. So that's, that takes a lot of traveling. You know, like I manage. So you go back and forth. Yeah, I manage. I think I manage the most famous fighter that ever came out of Italy, as far as MMA goes, Alessio Sakara. He's a former UFC veteran. He's now signed with Bellator. Uh, he's going to be fighting in Milan, October twelfth. So that's I got to take that trip down there. I manage another uh, very, very good uh, fighter. Uh, she, it's she, it's a female Ukrainian. I think she's one of the prettier girls in all of mixed martial arts. Her name is Lena Ovchenikova. Uh, she's also signed to Bellator. I think she's got a very bright, bright future. So you know, that's it keeps me busy. Do you do you train at all to, uh, now, or like not as much? My training is, <laughs> if if I ever get a chance, is I mean, you know, when I'm working at Sony, I 
try to time myself. My phone goes off. I'm like, all right, time to do 50 push-ups. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's my trend. That's you know, it. Yeah, I did 50 push-ups and like 30 spots and sit down and start, you know, either doing quality control or editing or whatever, you know, I have to do at that point. And <laughs> oh, nice. It's something, though, man. That's yeah. good. So, but do you, with all the, like, post-production-wise, mm-hmm. with the movies and, like, shows you work mm-hmm. on, is there any... Like, do you like movies? Do you go out to movies to watch? Uh, with no? my job, you can't go to movies. Oh, so it's, 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 it's impossible. My wife hates it when... You know, <laughs> we, we literally, I think the last last movie we've been to is The Promise, which I had to go. Yeah, yeah. That's the well, last all, If you're yeah, Armenian, you, you had yeah, to have... Yeah. Like, I did too. Like, we, yeah. me and my brother, we yeah. we took our parents, we went, we went, we went and saw it. It was, it was good, though. Yeah. I really liked the movie. I mean, they all did. I'm Roman was in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one, yeah. Roman Matichin. Yeah. Know, one of our very good friends who's... I've trained with him. I've, he was I've, actually uh, one of my. He was my main teacher when I was going to GFC. You were going to MMA class. Yeah, yeah. Roman's a good guy. Uh, I've known Roman for a long time. We've done judo together at Go Course. Nice. He actually was a coach at uh, Glendale Fighting Club, and me and him have had a very good relationship as far as you know. We're, we're good friends. I've promoted. You know, Roman's fought at Chaos at the Casino One. He's nice. He's, yeah, he's fought multiple times uh, for a promotion. I've helped him as far as you know, like getting him going in his mixed martial arts career. But he, does he still fight or is he more no, just he's, acting he's now? He's straight out into movies and I think he's very successful at it. Oh, no, definitely. I man. actually was uh, on the lot. I was going to get lunch and then somebody's yelling at me, hey, George, I'm like, that's Roman and crazy ass guy. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing something with Jennifer Aniston. I'm like, oh, oh I'm nice, so yeah. man. Uh, you know what's the funniest thing? Like, I, I went on an audition one time and I'm, I, I'm like, I'm just waiting for, you know, your name to be called and I see Roman walk in. He's like, I'm like, what the hell? Man? We talk... And then we see, like, he, we're both auditioning mm-hmm. for the same thing. It was, a, what was it? I think it was a Scorpion TV show. Mm-hmm. Scorpion. Uh, I didn't get it. But it was cool seeing him. Yeah, 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 he's man. very successful. I mean, just anybody, like, when you're a certain nationality, like, I'm, you know, I'm Armenian. Like, yeah. I see anybody with a white hand last name being successful. I'm like, yes, fuck yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, especially, I feel like, an in- industry where you don't see as many yeah. like when you see some that's already starting to make waves I really love that like Roman he's doing a great job because yeah, he's, he's in TV shows he's in movies oh, yeah. and then uh, Angela Sarafi and there's there's a couple yeah. of them like that are doing really good and I'm like I said like I feel like you, you gotta commit in whatever yeah, you do yeah and uh, Roman's been committed because I've Dead. known him for the past 20 years and I remember he used to work at the Glendale Car Wash. He used to write tickets. Yeah. And then, you know, like right after that, go audition or, you know, audition for parts, do an MMA fight. Literally, the guy was working. I think, you know, in my opinion, I think there's probably like a whole year where he maybe slept two hours a night. Wow. That's chasing crazy. Chasing the dream. And, you know, like to see him succeed, it's really like it makes commitment, me, you know, man. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what it is. I feel like it's the underdog story. No, yeah. it is. Like you got to commit to whatever you do, you're doing. Yeah. Like, just don't think, don't hesitate. Be like, oh, that'll never happen for me. No, no like no, of course not. just commit to it. Yeah. But like, like that's crazy. though. Even for you, like you're, you're. You have no time to like really relax, man. Like I don't, but you know, like my if if I literally had to do one thing in the whole day, it's MMA or you know Sony or anything. Like I would drop everything and just go hang out with my wife and kid. Like I, you know, I adore my boy. I love my wife. They're you know they're amazing. They're very supportive, and you know, like that's that's the only thing you could ask. That's for. the most important. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I mean, family. I'm, I'm family first as well. You know, that's always. really cool, man. That's that. That's just, it's motivational too for you. Yeah. We want to wish you actually uh, many successes to your LXF. I want to see you grow. We got actually, since you the LXF started, I haven't 
I haven't actually been able to make it. I got to come to that I event. I appreciate the support. <laughs> <laughs> I came to the CXF ones, though. You yeah. see me there a couple of them. I mean, you know, like, you know, Chris and the boys are always there. I know, yeah. man. And then Chris told me this, this time, too. I'm like, okay. And what are your next one? I'm definitely there. Yeah. Me and I'm, I'm going right to need a lot of them. Our means to come to the Commerce Casino gamble so the Commerce sees what type of crowd I'm bringing. No, 100%. In. So they just man. keep on giving us the venue. <laughs> well, uh, the other one, but it wasn't that Commerce, was well, it? Burbank Marriott. Yeah, okay. Is that a big venue? Because I know you held a couple of events there. Where? Like Burbank Marriott? It's, uh, I mean, uh, Seats about twelve hundred people. Wow! Is that something they set up in the parking lot, or no, is it no, no. inside? It's, it's at the convention center. Oh, yeah, they have a really nice, really nice convention center. Wow! It's I mean, when we dress it up with the cage and all the lighting, it's it's a beautiful room. Awesome! Well, that's so cool, man. So when when is that one that that's going to happen? What's the upcoming date for that again? Uh, September twenty first. September twenty first. Okay. Commerce, uh, Commerce, because you know, if anybody wants any information. All the info is up, you know, on the website. On the website at lightsoutxf.com. So nice. lightsoutxf.com, and then on all social media platforms, lightsoutxf. Lights Guys, so check it out. And Jay, well, are you on social media technically, right? I am. Uh, I'm mostly on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I, I, it's, you know, it's too hard to snap everything. everything so. <laughs> Believe me, yeah. right? it's hard. Well, snaps. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram is uh, lights, uh, Mr. Lights Out 21, and uh, so and my uh, Facebook is George J. Bassermeyer. Thank you so George, much for joining for us. This was uh, very informative, and we hope to have, bring you back for a different like uh, promotional event you're having, or maybe we do one whenever you're actually over there at the event. Why not? That'll be interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks George. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Good night. Good night.